Hello and welcome to Connecting to Host. Today we're going to be talking about Gauntlet, a cooperative top-down hack-and-slash dungeon crawler developed by Arrowhead Game Studios. You can battle the endless hordes of foes as you and your friends fight for treasure and glory via both local and online co-op multiplayer. Gauntlet is available on Steam and PS4 and currently costs 20 euros, uh, at least on Steam, probably about the same on PS4. But it's been on sale many, many times now. So uh, unless you're super eager to play it, uh, I'd probably wait for it to be at least 50% off. Uh, there's also some DLC which you can pick up, which gives you an extra character you can play for five euros. Uh, we're playing it on our gaming PCs, which we've talked about many times before. Uh, the key thing here is that it worked pretty well in ultra wide. And I've also played it on the PS4 for an hour, which was basically the same experience, although without the beautiful crisp graphics of ultra wide. So Ben, would you like to give us a, a little overview of the core game? Yeah, um, <clears throat> worth mentioning that we played with controllers on the uh, PC as well. Mm -hmm. At least I did. I don't know if you did. I'm assuming you did. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, that's yeah, so used Xbox controllers. Uh, so it's basically a, a hack and slash dungeon crawling game um, where you're going to move your heroes around sort of in like a, a twin stick shootery type of way. So you'll move with the left stick and then sort of aim and shoot with the right. Uh, there's four core classes, uh, a warrior, a thief, a wizard, and a valkyrie. Um, and then there's a DLC one uh, that you can get, uh, which is a necromancer, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, the basic thing is that you've got various stages that you're going to run through. Uh, you shoot lots of enemies, collect lots of treasure, and pick up or shoot some food that's along the way that will regenerate your health. Um, there's a sort of a, a standard campaign, which is fairly meaty. Um, and then there's an endless mode with randomly generated levels and you just keep going for as long as you can basically survive. Um, the only other thing to mention really is that you collect gold on each level um, and that gold sort of goes into your character's personal bank and then you can spend it sort of between the levels. So you might finish level three and have you know a total of 8,000 gold and then buy something with that between levels to upgrade you for uh, the next bit. Or, or not, you might just collect it all to the very end of the game because you can't afford anything, but I'm sure we'll come to that. <laughs> yes, that's uh, definitely been our experience. But um, cool, so I'm going to talk about the base characters that you can play in the game. So there's four, and we never played the Necromancer because we were too tight to buy the DLC. So um, there's the warrior who's very Hulk smash. You uh, run around and you can mash uh, one of the buttons to continually swing your hammer he's got a really powerful attack but he's always going to be up close so lots of health lots of smashing with a hammer uh, then there's the thief which you played primarily uh, who can run around with the bow really good for I taking out no idea he was a thief i just thought he was an elf <laughs> maybe he is an elf a... actually oh, okay. um, i called him the thief because he had a bow and an arrow so uh, <laughs> and you stole all the money <laughs> that'd be a ranger Sure. <laughs> but you stole but yeah. the gold. I, uh, I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he can he can move around <laughs> move around really fast, uh, shoot arrows at the high profile targets, and you had a good dodge that could get you around the screen pretty fast. Then there's a the Valkyrie who runs around with a shield, who is even better at tanking than the warrior. So one of their moves allows her to just hold the shield up and the enemies will bounce off if they're attacking from the right direction. Uh, she can throw her shield around the screen and just a general good all-rounder with medium health. And then there's the wizard who is particularly different and I actually really liked even though I only played him for a little bit at the end. Uh, and 
he runs around with a spell book and casts spells. He's really weak and doesn't move very fast, but really versatile with the magic. So it had a little bit of the magicka thing going on, where every time you wanted to, you could switch between certain modes. Like you could double tap a button to bring up a fireball or a teleport or a lightning attack, but you have to kind of switch the mode, fire it off, and then that one will have a 10 second cooldown. So he has to switch his mode again through a different button combination. So it's about learning the button combinations. Uh, what the spells are going to be and throwing them off and if you got it wrong because he's so weak you die pretty quick so that was that was <laughs> challenging but really fun i like that then there's necromancer who knows <laughs> uh i think can summon undead and other creatures to help fight um, I, I might be wrong about this but you can't have the same players playing as the same character can you like you can't we couldn't both play as the wizard in a single game could you uh, I assumed we couldn't, but we never tried it, to be fair. Um, I'm assuming gonna, you can't. I was going to say that. I mean, it's really sort of, it seems geared towards being a four-player game, and there are four classes, so you'd, like, in, mm. in a perfect world, you would have four people playing it, and each one would have each one of the classes, because then the wizard can hide behind the Valkyrie and the warrior, and the thief can shoot stuff but then you've got all yeah. your bases covered whereas with two or, or with one if you tried it that way uh, it's obviously a lot harder because you've just got one subset of abilities and it kind of tests you on all of them in a way yeah i think so like um i played the warrior and you played the the ranger elf thief whatever for the majority <laughs> of the game and that worked pretty well in I, hindsight I didn't, the I didn't play anything else no (laughs) the Valkyrie might have worked a little bit better because she was good at just taking the damage like holding the damage off Um, but I think it worked pretty well we didn't really run into too many problems and we had a lot of fun so Um, the warrior was really good at heavy smashes so destroying bigger enemies and you were better at like pointedly taking out specific things so I think it worked well got a good balance there Um, but maybe other combinations would have worked better uh, I guess the other thing which you mentioned, you touched on briefly, but you can upgrade your character between the levels, which adds a bit of variety. So you can buy new weapons, which might give you a separate uh, kind of special attack, which you can do once every 10 seconds or so. Uh, then you can buy talismans, which were excessively expensive, and we couldn't afford <laughs> another one throughout the whole game. Because if you earn a few hundred or a couple of thousand gold, I guess, per level, the talismans cost 70,000. Um then there were relics, which were cool because they gave you a new special move and there were about 20 of them. So there were things like the boots that made you move faster and one that could summon guys to fight for you and they leveled up as well so you could buy them multiple times. Uh, and then there were a bunch of aesthetics which we could also never afford because yeah, they were entire crazy expensive. Yeah. <laughs> In the entire run through, we couldn't afford a single one, right? So, Would you like a purple um, cloak that does nothing? 70,000 gold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that was, was a bit peculiar. A bit it's worth weird, mentioning, but... um, it's kind of related to all of this, but around the level you will find uh, food, which is like, mm. it's, it's really weird. There's just like these platters of like turkey, like just cooked turkey. So you're like roaming around like a spider den. It's <laughs> just this beautifully plated turkey that's just there, like trimmings <laughs> around it, or a pork joint. There's just those two things. Very yeah. peculiar. Um, and you can, if you accidentally shoot them, which is very easy to do with the elf because you've got arrows and you're twirling around with the twin stick shooter firing everywhere um you, you shoot that stuff pretty easily and then it just disappears so i'm not quite sure why putting an arrow in a turkey kills it 
we no. we discussed it at length and we came upon the solution that my arrows must have been poison tipped or something. Yeah, that's the obviously. only logical reason. But the <laughs> other thing to mention was that there's also uh, like these. They look like potions, uh, but mm. they're not. They're like I think they're linked to one of those. Uh, like yeah, they, a weapon or something. I, I forget. They how give it you works. a charge for your talisman. So the talisman gives you an, like a grenade-like ability. I, I say grenade, yeah. it's not always that, but depending on what talisman you have, when you pick up these blue potions, it gives you one charge of that attack. Yeah. So we both it's had a grenade, always a grenade basically. For me, yeah. Yeah, but the cool. wizard had some other area of effect, but it was always around him. And the Valkyrie has like a cone-based area of effect attack. So there are the basic ones anyway. We couldn't tell you about the upgrade because we could never afford them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the actual game itself, I mean, the, the campaign is multiple levels. I forget how many, probably about 20, 20 to 30, would you say? Yeah. And they sort of go like in a straight line down like a map and then they have little spurs off. So once you've like completed level five, uh, you could like do level five A and five B, which might be like, you know, little side quests almost where it'd be basically a way just to get a bit more loot um, and we did all of them as we went down so we'd, we'd always go and do every single level because we assumed that we would want the xp and gold and whatever to upgrade ourselves to be ready for the final fight but as it turns out you don't get enough to be any good <laughs> for the final fight anyway uh, but we'll come to that um, but the levels themselves are basically they are one of three types uh, you have what we'll term normal level which is just get to the end of it and there'll be you know, stuff along the way. There'll be rooms where you uh, are locked in until you've killed everyone in that area, and then the gates disappear, or little puzzles to solve by moving blocks around or something. But basically, you kill a load of stuff and get to the end. Uh, then there was a really interesting one, which I think is based on the original Gauntlet, uh, mm. where you have to escape death, and basically death just appears with a little black cloud around him and chases you fairly slowly. But if you touch him, you die. Um, and his so, area of effect takes up maybe a quarter of the screen, maybe not quite that much, but it felt there was a big circle of death around on, him. On a 1080p screen, it would be about a quarter. Yeah. yeah. Ultra-wide definitely helps avoiding <laughs> <laughs> death. Um, so you have to avoid him as well as doing all the other stuff. So it's basically just, you know, parts of the map are isolated, very much like Toth, Thoth, Thoth, whatever mm. we decided on calling it in the end, <laughs> when they have the levels where there's bits that are locked off, it basically just limits you to a certain part of the area. Um, and then the other one was single room survival, where you basically are plumped into a little arena, um, and then you just shoot stuff until it's all dead. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, all three of them are, are pretty much the same, but just very yeah. minor difference. Uh, you, you the best one adds a, a unique edge, I think, but yeah, the other two are I pretty similar. So. Not that the um, levels are all the same, like they were different. I like the little mini puzzles, I would say, and the, the, the yeah, flow and the levels moving. mixed it up. Yeah, there was one that was very puzzle-like, where you had to redirect like pools of lava to go around mm. and then push blocks and stuff. It wasn't really a puzzle because there was only one way to solve it, and <laughs> it wasn't like you were doing something puzzly. You were literally just pushing buttons as you found them, and then it unlocked the end. But it felt more puzzly than that while we were doing it, because we got a little bit lost, because it was quite big. Um, yeah. But the actual campaign itself, as you go through these levels, uh, is split into three sections. Um, I'd say there's probably about ten levels each. Um, hmm. And I think the first one is kind of like a... 
almost like an overworldy type thing, isn't it? Sort of like being in a basement almost, like wooden Yeah, it's just kind of caves stuff. and stuff, right? Yeah, like yeah. it felt the like you were one, going deeper underground as you went through the X. So the yeah. first one was cavey. The next one was much more cavey, though. It was more like spider webs and, mm. you know, uh, undead skeletons, that kind of stuff. Um, and then the third level was like a more molten lava uh, mages, all kinds of stuff, very much uh, sort of a temple of elemental evil type feel to it. Um, mm. So it's kind of cool that they changed and you, you got different enemy types in each one of those. So there's quite a variety uh, in the enemies. Like, for example, you might get uh, later on, you had like mages that were like chucking spells around, um, or people that would just, as soon as you shot them, they would explode. And if you were near them, they'd kill you obviously because they'd blow up um but it was also quite nice that they killed their own people as well so if you timed things nicely like uh, i think my um what they call talisman let me throw bombs that were basically like vines that would slow people down so if there was a choke point you just chuck it in that and then everyone's walking towards you and they're just stuck for a little bit and then you shoot all the exploding ones and just wipes them out easily which is nice um and apart from that, I think there's not much else to say really about the level. So there's a few where you get like spawners. So these little things appear that just go up and down and they spawn enemies every couple of seconds. So you have to sort of destroy those first, otherwise you'll get overwhelmed. Um, and the whole thing very much felt like, uh, forced to me. As yeah. Not that the game was Let's... forced, but so, like the, <laughs> the game forced, uh, which we discussed in episode one, I think. Um, it had yeah, that it kind was. of very much that look and feel. Um, not so much of the cooperative puzzle stuff, uh, but definitely that sort of sense of, you know, waves and waves of enemies that will overwhelm you unless you do certain things. Uh, and there's so, yeah. definitely a feeling like we had to work together in some bits. Like, okay, you can try and cluster them together with your vines, and then I'll go in my big area of effect slam attack to kill them. You take out the yeah. wizards because you've got the rings, I mean, most... I'll take out these big guys because I've got the hammer. So that worked really well as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the biggest thing about having to work cooperatively was the fact that it is locked to a single screen as you move around. So if it was a single-player game, obviously, you're going around, the screen moves with you. But when you've got two people, there's no split-screening or anything, and you can't just go off on your own. And, like, even though we're playing online, and I could obviously, if it wanted to, render stuff as I walk away and just mm. show me, uh, you can walk away from each other if you tried. You just got stuck at the edges and then you normally died because the other person was <laughs> being surrounded. And it was also quite mean about those edges. Like quite often if you ran away up into the top corner and I couldn't see what I was doing and didn't know where I was going and I just get trapped and die. Um, so it's, it, yeah. there's some co-op element there because there has to be in the fact that you're managing basic movement together. It's a bit like being in a three-legged le- race to a certain <laughs> degree. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it's one or two other little bits to to clarify before we move on. So we haven't mentioned the skull coins yet, where you start the level with one of these skull coins, which is basically an extra life. And as you kill more bad guys, a little bar goes up. And when it hits the top, you get another one. So I quite like that because you didn't just start the level with five lives. You started with one and it meant you had to not die too frequently or too early on. But over the level, you got to earn more lives. Mm. So it felt like quite a, yeah, a nice mechanic. It would have been um, nice had the unspent skull coins been turned into gold or something at the end. As yeah, like that would have been cool. You know, you, you didn't die, so you should get more gold. <laughs> but mm. it doesn't. 
We didn't know what they were for ages. We, we couldn't work out what it was and why sometimes we were respawning and sometimes we weren't. It was very confusing and then we finally figured it out. After much, probably much probably a tutorial that we just m- button mashed through, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I know what we're like. Um, uh, the other thing was just, uh, I was going to mention the masteries. So they're kind of like mini in-game achievements, I guess, where if you do a certain thing enough, then you get a little pop-up and it gives you a bunch of gold. So it might be something as simple like kill 100 enemies or eat 100 bits of food or die 10 times or die in a particular way five times. Uh, and if you do these things, you unlock a little thing. And when you've unlocked one rank, you get another rank. And when you've got all three ranks, it quite often led to a real Steam achievement. So it might be eat 100 bits of food, eat 500, eat 1,000. And when you eat 1,000, you get the Steam achievement and a bigger bucket of gold. Uh, yeah, it was kind of nice, but I guess we didn't really aim to do any we just oh cool got some oh i did i I kept shooting food if if you weren't eating Ah. if you didn't need it once i realized that i could get an achievement that way i just shot all the food (laughs) this would walk out of room and be like save that for later and i go all right and just turn around and shoot you little cheeto whore you (laughs) (laughs) my achievements (laughs) cool so uh quickly going to go over the multiplayer specifics there's not too much to say but uh we didn't really have any problems setting up a game we just, uh, one of us would go to the maker, start the game screen, and then it gives you the kind of arcade classic. Here's the four character, uh, the four boxes. At that point, you can just invite someone in or someone else in the room could pick up a controller. Uh, local and online would just work seamlessly together, which is pretty nice. Uh, and then, as you mentioned before, when you play the game, it's kind of like you're all local because you're constrained to one screen. Uh, but I don't think we had any issues with lag or anything, did we? It was pretty smooth, no, right? we didn't have any problems at all. No. Uh, even with kind of 50 or so bad guys running around and a bunch of projectiles, didn't didn't notice any lag, which is nice. It's just it's always good to confirm. For, for people that aren't regular listeners or we haven't mentioned it for a long time, you, you're in Sweden and I'm in the UK, so it's not like we're that close to each other either. So it's always mm. always nice when a game works seamlessly with no lag at all. I mean, it should, but it's not like we're yeah. even on the same server. We're in completely different continents. Yeah. So it's uh, we're yeah. the same continent. Well, not <laughs> <laughs> nice topical i like it so uh cool let's kick on to talk about the things we liked and disliked do you want to start us off ben yeah I mean, I, my biggest like about it is it, it's just like a really nice presentation like it like i said it, it felt a lot like forced um in that it doesn't feel necessarily like a triple a game uh, but it feels like it feels better than an indie game, if you see what I mean. It's like mm. it's it, you'd look at it and say to yourself, "That is a game that's probably priced at twenty dollars." Yeah, <laughs> like that is not an indie game, but it's not a triple A game either. It's right in the middle. Um, really nice design, very fluid. Um, as we said, sort of very quick to pick up and play. Um, but graphically, it was great as well. Um, I really like the fact that it had support for ultra-wide screens. Um, mm. I was always interested to know what would happen if one of us was on an ultra-wide screen and the other one was on a 16.9 screen as to how that would work. Like, Because mm. if I went into the corner, you wouldn't be able to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did the constraint work? That's interesting. So I would be interested to know how that works. And maybe that was part of the problem that I experienced with the constraining because it was probably designed for... 16.9 rather than 22.10 potentially mm. just plucking that out of the air but uh yeah maybe yeah overall nice presentation so i i really liked that it felt really polished cool 
I, uh, I, yeah, I, I just overall have positive things to say about the game. It was a uh, simple gameplay, but it was fun. It wasn't particularly, oh, yeah, I must solve all these hard puzzles, but it was just engaging and fun, like good, simple fun. Yeah. Uh, and I felt that the campaign, it lasted about five hours, I think, and that was that was the correct length. Like, I don't think if it was 10 or 15, we maybe would have finished it because it was a little bit, it would have got samey, but it didn't get samey in the length of the campaign. We played the campaign, played a round of Endless at the end. Could probably have done one or two more if it was not the end of the night. And then I was like, yeah, got my money's worth. Happy with this game. I'm done. Yeah. I could, say if, so. I could potentially play it again if some other players, friends picked it up and just wanted to drink some beer and play it as a different character. Maybe experience it through as the wizard, but uh, not itching to get back. But yeah, it was good. No. So. I, I would, I'd, I'd, yeah, play it with four people. It would be kind of fun. I'd mm. be interested to see that. But, you know, we've got plenty of other games to play as well. But we'll come to yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I liked the competitive gold collection. So all the way through, uh, you are collecting gold, but it's not shared between you. You get your own gold. So quite often, we'd both rush through a door and we'd ignore the enemies and just rush for the gold because you want to get it for yourself. Um, and there was even a little crown. Once per level one enemy would be wearing a little gold crown and if you shot it off him you could go and pick it up um, and you'd hold it until someone hit you and then it would fall off you and you'd have to go and pick it back up again um, so quite often there was jostling to pick up the crown because at the end of the game uh, end of the level uh, you'd get an extra 500 gold if you had it uh, but the nice thing was at the end it had these little bars that went up to show who earned the most gold and then it would show greediest player would like stamp on top of that one <laughs> so it kind of made it like a nice little fun mechanic for us because the game was actually fairly easy like we didn't mm. uh, until the end uh it was incredibly like we never had any problems i don't think we even died in a level did we apart from the boss fight i think i think there Maybe was one once. level that we had to restart but apart from that, yeah, I mean, we we lost lives, right? But we didn't. Oh uh, yeah, but we didn't. I don't think we restarted anything. There's only one level that we had to restart. We played it on normal, to be fair, and it does offer a hard difficulty. So yeah, but it wasn't um, like ridiculous. It wasn't massively challenging. So it was kind of nice to have that as like a little fun thing that we could do. Um, yeah, we just sort of dick around trying to <laughs> grab all the gold, which I enjoyed. Um, and we and it was good because at the end you still ended up pretty much the same amount of gold overall it was very rare that we were massively different um it's usually if one if you die all your gold remains and then your other player can go and pick it up mm. which is nice uh but yeah it's good i kind of liked that a lot of fun and i liked the, the crown as well that was a good mechanic just to add a little bit more to that competitiveness because you literally run around wearing it which is kind of funny seeing your little <laughs> ranger running around and he'll say something like oh Nice and sparkly. It must be worth something. <laughs> and if you get hit too hard, then you, you cast it across the level and the other guy goes running for it. That was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah we had a lot yeah. of fun running around uh, picking up gold. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give a shout out for the wizard character. I mean, obviously, I have a, a little love for Magicka at heart as well. So that's a a nice game with more complex spellcasting mechanics. But, you know, this was, this was fun too. I had the... I think you started out with... Uh, what would it be? One, two, yeah, I guess six different spells that you can cast. Um, but instead of weapons like the other characters, the wizard could trade out one of his spell types and trade it in another type, effectively swapping out two spells and two other spells. So um, so I guess the wizard has, what's that, about 12 different spells throughout the game, which you can at one point have six of. Uh, but it was really nice because you uh, really had to... It led to a very different style of play. You had to kind of, oh, okay, I want to fireball these, which won't do much damage, but it will 
you know, just pump the damage out. Then I'll use my ice ray, which will slow them down, but I have to stand still when I'm doing it. So I need to get to a good position to do that. And then I'll put a force field up, which lasts for five seconds, but it won't respawn for, yeah, I can't use it again for 20. And it was, yeah, really, really nice. And I could see in a party of three or four, the wizard being super awesome to play. Like with two of us, sometimes uh, I was a bit vulnerable. Uh, but yeah. in a party of three with a with the elf and the Valkyrie, maybe and the wizard, the wizard I think would be super awesome. Um, but yeah, big big thumbs up for the wizard if you're gonna if you're up for something a bit more complicated, worth trying it. Yeah, they did look cool. It's too complicated for me. I just like running around shooting stuff, shooting <laughs> <and> blood. <laughs> um, my final like was uh, I enjoyed the death character mechanic. I thought that was pretty cool how you had to like outrun him <clears throat> and he disappeared. Mm. I would have preferred it if he didn't disappear because he'd disappear for a few seconds and then he'd come back after like 10 seconds. So it'd sort of like fade in and out, which I found a bit irritating. I'd rather he was just constantly there chasing you. Um, but it was still cool. I liked it. It just made it a little bit. It, it made it more challenging sure, to avoid him, mm. uh, which was good, but. Yeah, uh, disliking quite though, often with I, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, I have dislikes. The first one was the fact that you can shoot the food. I mean, <laughs> aside from my issue of all the food looked the same and was inexplicably large turkeys and stuff, which is very peculiar. Um, I can't remember what game it reminds me of. There is a game where you pick up like joints of food like that. I have a feeling mm. I'm thinking of Redneck Rampage from the, <laughs> like the mid-90s. The classic. Oh, yeah, certainly is. <clears throat> um, I can't can't remember. But anyway, the, it's very odd that it's just these pristinely cooked turkeys. It just doesn't fit in <laughs> at all with the surroundings. Like, if it had just been potions, that would have made more sense. But in any case, it's really annoying that you can shoot it and that destroys it, especially when you could shoot it with a single arrow by accident mm. and it goes, nope, that's gone. And then the other character will scold you, be like, don't shoot the food. Or <laughs> like each one was different. Like your wizard guy called me a runt. Yeah. Like, don't shoot the food, you little runt. And I was like, oh, Jesus, all right. <laughs> Calm down. Um, so yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I disliked that. I could have done without that. Like I would rather there had been less food. And I couldn't shoot it rather than there being <laughs> the amount there was, but it was possible to destroy all of it. Mm. Now, I, uh, it didn't bother me as much as you, but I agree that it made it harder for especially you with the ranged. Uh, I, I thought the fact there were pristine turkeys and, and stuff, I, I A, quite liked it because it stood out and it was kind of funny. Uh, and B, I guess it's harkening back to the original where like, all the red wizard needs food. And it was all about collecting food as you went through. So, uh, I guess I guess that's all part of the reason why I love it. Um, but one of the things that I I didn't really get on with was when you start the game, you're like, oh, there's a lot of things I can pick up and play when I get through it. There's going to be, like I say, there's about 20 other relics, which each give you a different power. I'm looking forward to playing with lots of things. I like variety when I play games. That's something you'll probably hear me say a lot in, in these podcasts. Like, oh, lots of things to play with, lots of things to do, lots of variety. And I could see it right there. So I was like, oh, cool gonna love playing all that stuff and by the end of the game i bought two of them and upgraded <laughs> one to like level two or three or upgraded both to level two or something because you obviously want to make them better um yeah i'm not playing through the game 10 more times just to try all those things out i, mean, I understand maybe you don't want to unlock all of them in one run but it'd be nice if you could unlock a few of them so you could 
yeah. try them out and, and mix things up. So uh, it was a shame that the variety is there in the game, but we're never going to see it. And um, also, it was odd that you could only upgrade the was it the talisman or the relic? What the relics? They mm-hmm. had upgrades, so you get like you know you buy your boots to make you faster, and then you can upgrade them and get faster still, and then upgrade them again, and then it does something else. And it's like it would have been nice if you could do that with your bow. So mm. you know you upgrade it, and now you shoot your arrow slightly faster. You upgrade it, they do more damage per arrow. Like that would yeah. have made sense to me. And if that had been priced at like twenty thousand gold, forty thousand gold, something, then at least you're working towards it through the life of the character. But it just mm. didn't really make sense that it was like, here's your bow, and if you want like a different outfit, that'll cost all the gold in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's a like, whole run through right. for like five hours is a different and also, it's worth noting that the gold was not per player, but per character class. Mm. So if you collected 60,000 gold with the elf and then decided you were going to play as the wizard for a bit, then the wizard would have no gold because the elf Apart has all the gold. From, at the end of each act, you got a bunch of gold which went to all your characters. And that was kind of weird. Yes. So you get to the yeah. end of act one, so like have 6,000 gold for all your characters. But I think that's because it was a... It, was that one of the masteries? Like you defeated the boss, and so but the masteries that was were per character. Cross, most of them were, but I think mm. some of them were cross character. That's the only way I can uh-huh, think of it because yeah. you got gold for like completing the like completing world one, um, yeah. and that's probably across all of them. I think the technical Odd. reason is probably that you can't go back and uh, you can't kind of reset your progress. You know, so I guess it's impossible for a different character class to complete Act One again. I mean. They could have done it under the hood, right? But when you go back to play it again, you can pick any level with a different character. So maybe that was oh, part I of the see. reason. Um, a boring technical reason. But anyway, it's kind of nice to have a bit of gold when you switch character. So so that that ties in nicely with my main dislike, which is that the final boss fight is ridiculously difficult. <laughs> Bearing in mind the rest of it was a cakewalk, and we're just going through, oopla, oopla, and just picking up gold, <laughs> dicking around. And then we got to the final boss fight and we've done it eight times now and still not beaten it. Mm. Um, which is odd. Uh, it is very difficult, especially the final phase when you get a ton of bad wizards that just, they start chucking stuff at you and you can't dodge it. You have to kill yeah. them before it hits you. Um, and that coupled with a horde of other stuff and some imps and this big sword that's attacking you and a load of, uh, mimicked bad guys it makes it very very difficult um <clears throat> we're not sure if it's maybe designed for four people and it doesn't scale whereas the rest of the game does scale maybe or whether we're just terrible or whether we need to use a different class or it's because we don't have enough gold to get the upgrade that we need or who knows but we can't finish the game <laughs> and so now we're likely never going to try again because we've played it now for five yeah. hours it's like we're pretty much done with it it would have been nice to have finished the final boss fight but i don't have a, a yearning to go and do it no i mean i'm gonna just focus on those wizards because they weren't really a dislike apart from in this fight because <laughs> you meet them earlier on and um and those wizards have the attack where and a symbol appears over their head and a symbol appears under you and you know that in 10 seconds you will take damage unless you hit the wizard first I was like, that's a nice mechanic. It's an interesting thing. Um, when you can actually get the wizard to stop him. But in the final fight, it's so mad and manic. And there's quite often, 
three or four of these wizards around and only one of them casting this spell. So it's hard to find him, might not be on the screen. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just a shit show. <laughs> you can't hit him and you take loads of damage when, when the damage comes through. So yeah, that's um, crazy. There's so many people around frustrating. them, it's impossible to tell who it is that's actually attacking you. And there might mm. be four of them all attacking you at once, at which point you've got no chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, fr- frustrating. Um, the only comment that I really had is the constraint to one screen thing, which was a little bit irritating. Um, it didn't really cause any major issues, but it was just slightly irritating sometimes. Um, again, yeah, that I, might have been due to the ultra wide screens. I'm not sure. That that'd be my guess. Uh, and I but, guess they're trying to emulate the arcade cabinet experience, so I can I can yeah. see why they've done it, and I think that's why for me it's not quite a dislike, but it is. Uh, it would be cooler if it were open for you to run around when you're online. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of the best games I've ever seen for that uh, is the Lego games. Um, they do hmm. co-op really, really nicely whereby, because they do it on, it's only local. Um, so if you imagine you're both on a screen, obviously the whole screen's taken up because you're both there. If one of you goes off the edge, then it seamlessly splits the screen into split screen. <laughs> but the cool. split, the actual split moves around. So it's not necessarily a straight vertical or horizontal split. Mm. It might be a diagonal. And as you, if you move your character around to the bottom of the screen, the split might rotate round so that it basically always tries to show you both the area that you want to see or where you're moving. Um, so you don't just have a block split. Um, mm-hmm. and that was really good. I mean, even Toe Jam and Earl did that on the Mega Drive, <laughs> not with the moving split, but as you went off screen, it would then go, Ooh, now you're split screen. And then you come back together. Yeah. So there's no reason that they couldn't have done that. Um, especially for, I mean, I, I guess the reason they didn't is because you can have local and online players mixed together. If you've got four people, that mm. would get messy quickly. If it was just two, yeah. that's an easy problem to solve. Um, but it's a shame that online you couldn't have done it that way because it would have been nice, but not a major issue, just a minor, no. a minor wrinkle. And the last thing I wanted to bring up, and this goes right back to the beginning where you're saying it's uh, <laughs> it's good quality, but not perfect quality. And that's the voice acting, which was uh, not always the best. <laughs> Again, very much like Forced, if we mm-hmm, remember yeah. Hide and Slay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it definitely didn't detract from the game. And that's why it's not a dislike, but it also wasn't uh it wasn't stunning. <laughs> it if was anything, it added of, to the game because it was yeah. so terrible that it was amusing. It's so bad, it's good. Like there's movies that you know, you know, you pick them up only because they're so bad. So it uh, is the Sharknado yeah. of voice acting. <laughs> Definitely made us chuckle. So, uh, so let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Would you uh, would you play it again, Benjamin? Yeah, I, I would play it again. I mean, I'd prefer to play it again with maybe four people total. I think that'd be mm. better um, if they added, say, another ten levels. Like if the DLC wasn't just a new character class, if the DLC was a new character plus there's a whole, you know, another third of the game essentially, which wouldn't be that difficult because they reuse assets all over the place, mm. different enemy types, different skins. I would pick that up and I would play that. Um, yeah, it's not the sort of game I would play on my own. I don't think because I think it'd be too difficult, and it's. It's the kind of game that I prefer to play co-op. Um, so, 
I guess I might play it again with someone else. I think the chance of us playing it again together are limited unless there's something new added in the future, which is, again, probably yeah. unlikely. And that's partly just because we've got so many games to play, right? But I, I completely yeah. agree with you. Like, um, I quite often game on the PS4 on a Friday night, and if someone suggested we play that with three or four of us, I'd, I'd easily pick it up and play it again. Uh, yeah. And if they added more content, I would uh, I would drop 10 euros or something for another 50% of the game, a new title, bad but, guy, I mean, and a new little act in the campaign. But That's just the, the thing of it. We've we finished it, apart from the final boss fight. It's like yeah. uh, you, you mentioned Magicka quite a lot throughout um in relation to the wizard that's a game that we played and completed together and would i play that again maybe but probably not because there's other things to play rather than just replaying games we've already played yeah like we could play toe jam and earl but <laughs> i've completed that as well <laughs> so it's like i probably wouldn't choose to do that i'd you know play something that we've not played for ages like rocket league mm. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah this sort of content based game uh, yeah. the, once you've like, finished it you're, you're done with it really yeah and it's not a slight on the game it's just well we've completed the content there's not enough do it again? here there's not enough here to make me want to play it again as a different character mm. like it's not meaty enough for that in my opinion some people yeah. might like to replay it as every character and try and get all the upgrades and all the stuff I can't be bothered but that's not to distract <laughs> from and, it's uh, a great game yeah that leads on to the final question. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. I think it's a good game. It's worth picking up. Um, I forget how much I paid for it, or I might have got it in a humble bundle or something. I, I think I got it on sale. I think I bought it. Um, but, you know, I, I probably wouldn't want to spend £20 on it, but I'd happily pay £10, £15 on it, because I got five hours mm. of gameplay out of it, and, you know, that's a decent price. Um, so, yeah. you know, if, if it's costs the same as a cinema ticket and you get twice as much enjoyment out of it, then it's worth getting. Um, I probably wouldn't get it for, for 20 quid for the amount of time that we played it just because I'm only going to play through it the once. But no, I would recommend it. Yeah. It's a good game. Uh, again, it's a good I agree. Game. Having, I feel I'm being um, overly negative. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not but at all. I, I agree. Good. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> we paid, uh, it was, I think it was five euros because we bought it on the humble bun, uh, humble store. When it was super cheap, I remember texting you and saying, hey, let's pick this up because it's really cheap at the moment. Oh, yeah, it rings uh, a bell. And I, I, I definitely would have happily paid 10, maybe 15 euros for it, like you say. Uh, yeah. The full 20, uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't if you caught me at the right time, but I, I probably, I'd probably wait for a sale in hindsight now. You know, If I was recommending it to a friend, I would say, wait for it to be 10 euros and pick it up. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely worth it, especially if you've got a group to play with. I mean, don't buy it on your own. We don't. We never. We never play online with randoms. We don't like no. other people, really. But uh, <laughs> but um, that's how you get syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you've got some friends who you're going to play it with, I think the the value goes up the more friends you've got because you can play it with four people. Maybe it's fun to play through twice with different characters and stuff. So uh, yeah, but I can definitely recommend it. So. Uh, Cool. So don't forget to check out our website, www.connectingtohost.co.uk. And if you would like us to review a specific game or talk about something different, then hit us up on Twitter at CTHCast. And we would love it if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review. So thanks ever so much for listening. Oopla. Oopla. <laughs>